You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Good afternoon and welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our first guest today is Christopher Ponzi. He is co-founder and creative conductor at Fair Trade Film. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively live here on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Center Club, Decision Toolbox, NBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. As I said at the top of the show, our first guest is Christopher Ponzi. Christopher, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. It's good to have you here. Let's talk a little bit about your background. Okay. Tell us about how you got to this point in your career where you're a co-founder and creative conductor at Fair Trade Film. Definitely not a straight and narrow road. I, uh, I've been a writer professionally since 18, magazines, music, journalism, everything. I co-founded a nonprofit that was video-based, actually here in Orange County, not too far, um, called Rebellious Truce, and we were very video-centric. I was the writer and creative director with that, with a really awesome film team. Down here, we did fantastic on social media, on the YouTube, won some awards there, did a 30-state tour across the country, um, and that's still going. And this was a this is a nonprofit. This was a nonprofit, yeah. Serving what need? Uh, basically, to educate millennial generations on sort of uh, media and socio political issues and things of that nature, but using artistic and avant garde mediums. Basically, taking a high design aesthetic and narrative and applying that to issues that are normally considered really boring. Oh, okay. By by youth, and so it did pretty well. And I would say that's where I really got my feet wet as far as videos and, and that creation there. Uh-huh. But I've been, you know, all over the world, especially South America. I've helped start NGOs in Nicaragua. I've I've one published novel. I have worked. It's just I have one published novel. Yeah, you know. Give us a sense for the published novel. Then. Oh, it's, it's a fictional piece. It's a satire. It's called Counting Sheep in Chaos. And it's just kind of a wild dystopian ride that... It's Look just you. yeah. It's a it's it's madness. That's all it is. It's madness. Is um, it is it available? It's it's barely legible, <laughs> actually. But Amazon, yeah, it's on Amazon. <laughs> and if you if you can read, you know, ancient Sanskrit, you could probably read my book. Okay. But besides that, so I don't it's know. a tough read. It's a tough read. Okay, and only because I just lack the aptitude and skill to write like a normal person. But okay. I gave it a shot anyway. And the name of the book was what? Uh, Counting sheep in chaos. Well, there you go. Yeah. And uh, let's see, many roads from there. I co-founded two startups, one which is still in existence but I'm no longer with, and the other just practically burned to the ground. And, you know, you have to face those trials and fires. Right. And spend a lot of time traveling, writing, adventuring, uh, doing consulting work, uh, a lot more creative stuff, a lot of writing, uh, entrepreneurial side projects, a little bit of everything. And that's kind of what brought me to the present day with fair trade and you started as the co-founder how long ago fair trade film basically about may was when we when we launched right. um 
you know, slowly but surely it's been growing, and the idea came about, you know, probably long before that, but it just kind of came at the right synergistic moment in time where it felt like it was something we wanted to, to launch and get started. Okay, so there's probably tons of people in my audience going, right now, what is yeah, Fair Trade what Film? What is this? What is so this madness? what is it? So Fair Trade Film is what I call a collaborative talent network of filmmakers, and we are trying to connect these talented filmmakers to small and mid-level businesses who... People like to listen to my radio show, though. <laughs> what a coincidence. Wow, that is so amazing, weird that I'm here. Yeah. I thought this was a cheese lover's show. <laughs> yes, we're going um, to be making cheese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically about connecting them to really high-quality talent, right? Because the network in our group is top-notch. I mean, they do major commercial work. They're award-winning I think I may have mentioned to you before, we've got a couple guys that have been Cannes nominated. We have guys that work for Nike, Samsung. Um, they've done stuff with Red Bull and you know some of these major works. Mm. Um, so and, how could they possibly afford that level of talent? Right. So here's, so here's the niche. Thank you for asking that, Rick. Um, the demographic and the landscape of the video industry has changed quite rapidly. And a lot of that is due to the democratization of technology, right? Now with high-powered laptops, high-powered cameras, specifically like the 5Ds and the Canons and the Nikons, you can shoot incredibly high-quality videos, you know, for a couple of grand or even if you wanted to rent the camera. And then with programs and softwares out there, I mean, you could create some really high-quality stuff. What's needed right. is is the talent. So really what we're seeing now, in, in my opinion, is sort of the breakdown of traditional industries of entertainment video and you know studios and things like that and I so agree. now what you have is a lot of freelancers and what i'll call small tribes of talented videographers out there in the world and obviously there's still quite a bit in los angeles where where i call home base and you know they're spread out and there's still a lot of them hand to mouth like you'd be surprised you know some of these major commercial gigs they come and you'd be surprised how much they don't get paid for work that they do, and you'd be surprised at how sporadic these gigs are. Okay. So it's about margins at the end of right. the day, right? right? They'll have, you know, they can have a thirty thousand dollar budget, but it might take them three weeks to complete the production, and they got to pay out all these people. They might only be making a couple of grand off of that thirty thousand dollar project, where there are other smaller, more efficient pieces that they could do extremely well, okay, faster, and still make good margins. Um, so really, fair trade developed as an idea to both capitalize on this amazing talent network that's here, these tribes and these individuals who haven't really developed their own networks outside of the creative industry, okay. which is still a closed industry. Now, everybody knows everybody as far as like a film thing, right. but clients, jobs, it's it's a whole other issue until you get to that like really high level. And then on the flip side, you have this land of small to mid-level businesses who are understanding, like I'm sure your audience does, that there's a huge new market for video. Right. I mean, websites are standard now. You ought to have a website, right. and it should be good. Right. And if it's not good, that's a reflection on you. Right. Well, now it's moving a bit more, right? You now need a video. You need to be human. You need to showcase a story. And, and video is the most accessible and most effective medium, or at least growing to be so, to express that. And now that there is all this availability of technology and talent out there, you're not going to be able to get by pretty soon with, you know, sitting in your underpants with a camera, <laughs> yeah. you know, filming yourself like, you know, in certain levels. If if that's the level you want to get to, if you want to keep growing, you're going to have to upscale that video content because right. that's a reflection of, of your brand out there. And so just, you know, I consider myself more of an ambassador that understands both sides 
of the equation, both the business and have that connections, and then also very much the creative uh, talent side and really just forging an authentic relationship between those two sides and bringing them together okay. to, to make great products. So there's a proliferation of video on uh, websites. Middle market companies are trying to figure out how to get engagement with their uh, visitors to their website. Mm-hmm. Small companies as well. So are you saying that you can bring Hollywood-level editing and videography talent to bear on middle market and small company video projects for use on their website and in their YouTube channels, etc. Is that, is that is that what I heard you say? Well, I mean, you're not going to get like Transformers and Megan Fox's probably visual after effects things like the 3D. You know, no no avatar might be able to come in. But as far as yeah, as far as again, there's obviously a certain level, right? There's you get what you pay for to a certain degree, and you know the top quality does deserve a bit more. But yeah, the short answer is. For what a lot of production houses are going to charge you, you'll get half the cost or okay. half the price and twice and twice the quality, which you normally would. Which is important, right? Video quality, it represents your brand and working with professionals who know how to do what you need yeah. them to do. Well, I'm sure that makes it a lot easier. Well, let's be honest. Like, How many customers, let's say, do you interact with on a weekly to monthly to yearly basis? And then how many views will you get potentially on a video? You can get 50,000 right. views on one video about your company you might not even ever meet 50,000 of your customers <laughs> yeah. your entire life. Right. So put that in perspective, you know, a website, you know, you could argue the same thing, but it's not because there's no human component to it. Right. And so I think it's incredibly important. I think a bad video will actually do worse for you. A bad website's a bad website, but a bad video is like almost having a bad first impression. Right. Yes, I, I completely agree. It is a Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We're talking with Christopher Bonzi, co-founder and creative conductor at Fair Trade Film. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about his talent network. Also, I want to follow up on this idea of building authentic working relationships with him. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in less than three minutes after these words from our commercial sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communications desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. 
Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investment from VOIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software. The solution for quality business communications. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm interviewing Christopher Ponzi. He's co-founder and creative conductor at Fair Trade Film. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 14,000 shows during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, Christopher, Mm -hmm. let's talk about this talent network that you've put together. Let's do it. All right. You're not a studio, Mm -mm. nor an agency, Mm -mm. but you explained this concept of you you aim to develop authentic working relationships. That sounds pretty touchy-feely to me (laughs) and a little Hollywood. I guess it does sound, you know, there's there's sort of two ways regarding the context of, of authentic. One, I guess, is my millennial nature, oh so to God. speak. I had to put, put, put that down there and just say, uh, you know, it, it is about authenticity and about integrity in, in business and things like that. And within Hollywood, especially, you know, and I'll say Hollywood parentheses that your audience can't see because Hollywood. Uh, I can see it on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, great. Um, you know, it, it's almost a mentality versus a single location, but okay. there a lot, is not a lot of authenticity. And that goes a lot for the creative guys who are, you know, not treated with, you know, their true value and their cost. And a lot, there's, I there's agree. a lot of BS. I think so too. There's a lot of BS on that side. And so the idea is really to develop, you know, a real, a real approach to, you know, this situation is not trying to gouge anybody with price or cost and, and really giving you, again, a fair trade for the quality you're going to get where every both sides are treated with respect and authenticity. Are you the single point of contact then for the engagement? How does that work? Pretty much at this point. Okay. Yeah. So people work directly with you. Correct. You, bring the, you assemble this talented team. Some of them have won awards and mm-hmm. been nominated for other awards. Mm-hmm. And the output is a quality video that exceeds, hopefully, the client's expectation. Correct. Okay. Hit it on the head. Hit it on the head. And what has been your experience with clients who engage you and your firm to create videos for them mm-hmm. and what they end up doing with those videos? I mean, wh- I get it. You put it on your website. If you have a YouTube channel, you put it up on your YouTube mm-hmm. channel. But how do you get 
what has been your experience with how they get people to see these quality productions, right? That, these stories that you've told on their behalf, right? right. Well, you know, that's that you could do a whole other show on on the actual marketing of it. You know, the what you find in the production side is is it's not an exact science, unfortunately, okay. with video work. I mean. There isn't obviously fixed cost with everything. I mean, A, how do you put a price on certain levels of talent? But there's also a, a whole host of back-end things that just people that don't do any sort of video production aren't going to understand. You know, when they see the final product, they have no idea that maybe that five seconds of a shot, you know, took a day. You know, they, they just don't know, so it doesn't often compute. And so you often find sort of a price gap between, you know, what it is, that, what vision you're trying to implement for them or on behalf of them. And what they want to pay for that. So there's on the production side, on the on the storytelling, the the sending that video out, getting people to see it. You know, that's a whole nother ball game, and that's why, you know, I always counsel people to to have an overall framework. Like, you know, you shouldn't just it's like social media, right? You shouldn't just post on Facebook because you think you have to post on Facebook and then post whatever on Facebook. Right. right? You need to have a purpose driven framework, and that video or multiple videos needs to fit within that framework, and that needs to include. You know, a demographic and, you know, which would educate the video itself. Mm -hmm. If you have no idea what exactly you're trying to accomplish with a video, then you basically are probably going to waste money. You will waste money. You will waste money. Unless you get lucky. Unless you get lucky. If if it's awesome and people always say, we want to go viral. Right. Okay. Well, you know, that's a whole other subject right there. And I mean, you can't necessarily just pop out a viral video unless you want to pump a bunch of marketing dollars right. into it. And and many, I wouldn't say all, but I would say a good percentage, probably more than half of our listening audience, either live or through the podcasting system we've set up, are probably CEOs of B2B companies, mm-hmm. you know, not B2C. So maybe going viral doesn't really do yeah. them a lot of good. Correct. They need to be more uh, focused into their channel, right? Correct. Into the place where their prospective clients and current mm-hmm. clients are. So, um, you know, earlier you talked about how technology is kind of democratizing video production services. And, mm-hmm. you know, any any uh, recent graduate from college who gets a job <laughs> as a film editor at a, tech, at a company, you know, thinks they're probably the next video services provider for you. And right. I'm sure a lot of people know people who own cameras and yeah, think absolutely. they can do it. And absolutely. They probably try to do it in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the reaction of the professionals to this influx of <laughs> yeah, great question. I don't know how to fill in that sentence, but you know where I'm going with that, right? Yeah, to, uh, to the new uh, surge of wannabes, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I would, I, you know, that's a, almost an existential question to, for some of these guys, but it's, uh, I think there's two ways of going about it, your mentality. One is you say, okay, this is more competition. That means I have to step it up. And I think the quality of the teams that I'm bringing are people that have stepped it up and they've already passed the gauntlet. They're thriving. And, and they're thriving in L.A., often a lot of them, like Hollywood. So yeah. these aren't, you know, these guys have been doing these professionally. As freelancers, most of them are small teams, no doubt. So not even having the, the bosom of a, of a consistent paycheck. Right. They just, they've, they've hit it. They're doing it. And that's just because of their, their quality and they're committed. And, you know, the other half of it is, you know, people will complain and say, what's this guy doing, you know, on my turf, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's how everybody... Everyone's got to start somewhere. I mean, right. I'm totally for the college intern doing their thing. We've all been there. I've, I've been a scrappy writer and, you know, things myself. So you have to start somewhere. I think it's, you know, where the client gets gets a bit confused is thinking that... The, believing or thinking that the college intern can produce the same level of 
guys that have been doing it for six or seven years right. and at the best level. Well, I see that a, cor- uh, a similar story, I think, is around uh, social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of middle market companies default to, well, I'll hire a millennial, right. and they'll know how to create a Facebook oh, yeah, page they'll just for know me, how, yeah. and they'll know how to put my Twitter, and, they, mm-hmm. and, they'll just, and I'll just let them have all of it because I don't understand it at all, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to deal with it. Exactly. And what they end up with is giving the keys to their brand to somebody who maybe isn't even a full-time employee mm. and who probably needs a lot of guidance because yeah. they've not done this before. Yeah. So I would think in your space as well, you kind of get what you hire and realizing now that there are some very professional uh, videographers and editors who are really project-based. Yeah, exactly. And they're looking to smooth out their income stream by getting projects in between the major gigs. Extremely well said, yeah, in, in every way. Like handing over your, your brand keys, so to speak, <laughs> to, you know, again, this implicit belief that, okay, you're 22, you've probably done Instagram your whole life, so you know right. you know the best. You know how to take a selfie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably in the bathroom for 30 minutes anyways, like, you know, writing, you know, chatting it up, and then, you know, hashtag whatever your company, and they'll show it to your client, and they'll be like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. There was a hashtag, and it's like, well, you know, <laughs> I don't think so. And, you know, video is the same way, and these guys are project-based, a lot of them, and... I totally. What was the last thing you said when you came back to what did you say? A stream between the projects. It was really. You said something really nice. Anyways, it lost. It got escaped. Oh, I'm glad you're listening. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You said that you they try and fill in the gaps in between Uh, major projects. Yeah, which is very. Which we're we're replaying the tape here, right? What was that? You think? Okay. Um, exactly. So, you know, don't it, one shouldn't get the belief that because these guys are still freelancers or they're project based doesn't mean they're not talented. It's just it's more of a lifestyle choice, right? And and the industry has likes the industry, it that way, right? And we like it that way. And yeah. and really, what we're doing is, you know, a lot of us can see the juggernauts of the studios and agencies starting to crumble like ancient Rome, so to speak. And so, I think you're going to see a lot more companies like like mine and like these little teams that are sprouting up. Um, really starting to you know take a bite out of the big whale that's starting to fall. Right, and I think now is the time to capitalize on this because you know you're you're going to see an oversaturation. I think probably the next couple of years. So right now, I think while video isn't as accessible to a lot of people, good video rather, uh, you know now is really a good time because maybe in two or three years you're going to have people all over the place right. offering you things and everyone's going to have video but you know you can capitalize potential on that right, right. now and, and what what better way than a well constructed and st- told story on your homepage that is a preferred way for the visitor to probably digest your information yeah if you want to read the PDF, it's here. Exactly. But if you just want to watch the video, oh, yeah. right? Which is why YouTube, the second largest search engine, I Absolutely. mean, these are kind of over. Uh, that that stat has been over said, but it's right. the truth. If you if you want to learn something, it's easier to learn it from a video more times than oh, yeah. and then anything else. Yeah, and, you know, and as, as I'm a writer, but I mean, it's much more difficult to to convey a smile, right, via writing. Right, you know, it's something you have to see. So, like a handshake and a smile. I mean, that's that's your handshake and smile in the digital world is video. Right. Uh, we're going to take our next commercial break, and we'll be back uh, here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries. 
We all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO Peer Groups. CEO Peer Groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Christopher Ponzi is our featured guest today. He's co-founder and creative conductor at Fair Trade Film. You might know that 98% of our audience are CEOs and business owners who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. With our exclusive Prospect Engagement Program, we deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. To learn more, contact Rose Chamora at 951-515-4661. All right, Christopher, let's talk mm-hmm. about the future. You you yes. started earlier this year. You're, mm-hmm. you're building clients. Mm-hmm. You're building your talent base. You're building authentic relationships with all of them. What's the future hold? What is your plan for Fair Trade Film? 
That's a great question. I mean, part of it is just kind of a wait and see evolution because this is a, a new idea. But the idea is to really ambitiously to a capitalize on the evolution that's already occurring and basically to further that evolution. Um, I'm a big believer in collaboration. I'm a big believer in cutting out some of these really big middlemans and studios and agencies. Uh, not necessarily in any sort of uh, hostile way, but it's not needed anymore, you know, the big overheads. I mean, everyone's going to need video, and there are going to be a lot more videographers out there, a lot more companies that are going to need it, and I believe that there should be quality access to that quality. So I'd, I'd like to see us be a leader in mm-hmm. providing that and really – because there really isn't a model yet. You, what you have now is, I would say, tribal confusion, chaos, so okay. to speak, on all sides. You know, people are trying to figure their way out of the old models, trying to figure out the new models, still kind of going back and forth. And, you know, no one's that I know of is really trying to solidify this and trying to, like, say, here's something that could work. This is a we're, – we're seeing a real-life example of technology that disintermediates an industry, mm. you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm seeing it here. I, I think in the value chain, the people who create the most value should re, be rewarded the most. Right. But I think in many industries, the people who hold the keys to access in different areas or maybe access to money tend to get a disproportionate amount of the value Absolutely. back. And the, and the artist, artistic people right. or the, the craftsmen – they're working for wage and scale. And right. They're not in control of their destiny. And I, mm-hmm. that's why I, when you said the democratization earlier, I thought, yeah, that, that, that's happened in a lot of industries. And it seems in the video field, um, technology is making it easier and easier to make a great product. More people are trying to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's more than the ability to work the technology proficiently right. Right. to telling a good story. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And, and video is such a tricky medium mm-hmm. over audio as you said before, I mean, it, it takes a long time to get the right emotion that yeah. you want from a shot. Right. And if you don't really have a comprehensive understanding of that, you're gonna you're either never gonna get that shot, or you're gonna spend so much more time trying to get it mm-hmm. that it's it becomes inefficient and ineffective for the person. Right. So I think it sounds like to me with the kind of business model that you're building, you're giving access to the people that listen to my radio show to talent that they couldn't they I don't know how they would meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not in their sphere of influence. Right. And you're going to bring these people, and they're going to end up with a product that they're going to be very proud of right. at a price point that is not on the high end where the quality maybe you would think it should be. Right. right? So you're giving a fair trade. Yeah. Okay. Why uh, hasn't somebody else tried to do this? Well, I mean, they sort of have, and they're called agents, <laughs> you know, for some of these individuals and some of these okay. teams. But it takes a team to do a video project. Oh, right? yeah. It takes a team. Why haven't they decided to do this? Again, I think it's uh, too many fishes feeding on the same food. Okay. And like I said, I, I, I go back to the tribal analogy a lot just because I think that makes the most sense. For whatever reason, in, in my skills and my talents and my experience, I have been able to navigate both seas uh, effectively. So I can bring a lot of these various creative types who either don't know each other, wouldn't normally work with each other, wouldn't know how to work with each other. Okay. Right, and on the other hand, I can bring them to these business people that wouldn't normally meet the creatives, and the creatives wouldn't normally meet the business people. So step one is A is just, you know, here you go, here's a handshake, and 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 here's what we can do. And then step B is the communication. Right, you don't people 
think that if they have a camera, they know what they're talking about. And, and no means am I trying to place myself as, like, the ultimate expert of all video knowledge. However, I can speak and understand I've done enough video work and writing scripts. I know the process works. Right. So I can talk, and I know the business process works. So I can, I can work on, you know, what's the framework for your business? What are you looking to accomplish? And then I can, you know, take it to these guys, and, you know, then we can come Almost together. translated, huh? Exactly. I mean, it sounds like there's a little bit of translation. There is. There's translation. Okay. Because... It gets lost in translation right. quite a bit. Right. Yeah. And people want to be fed in a way that they've been trained to be fed. And mm-hmm. if you don't know how to speak to the talented, the, to the creative team, yeah. you may end up confusing yeah, them. A lot of these guys, he's, you know, I, I'm thinking of one. They, they're amazing artistic, let's say an editor. Right. But an editor's job every time is like being in a dark room, you know, even their laptop for like eight hours straight. Right. And that's that's great, but it doesn't necessarily always lend them to... You know some of the business environments that some of these people might find themselves, and, and how to how to you know convey and communicate to them mm-hmm. properly. So I just I really think my only unique asset there is is versatility and adaptability on being able to play on both sides. Well, and, and that has value, right? You have if you you have the rolodex on one side, now you're looking for and finding people who find value yeah. in that rolodex. As you explain the the creative editors and videographers, I almost see a, a group of people who have. Uh, who are comfortable in the model of being hired for projects, mm-hmm. the challenge is finding work when they're not being hired. You know what I'm trying to say there, right? If, if the phone keeps ringing, they're busy. But if right. the phone's not ringing, they're, Correct. they're they don't know what to do to, to find the next gig exactly. or job. Exactly. And you step in saying, I'll put you to work exactly. for these middle market companies. Right. Exactly. That's why it's a, it's a network, so to speak. You know, because there's multiple people and individuals, you know, that really we've curated my, you know, mainly myself, but also I'd like to mention, you know, my, my dad's helped me out on this. Angelo Ponzi has been on your on your show. So. He was our 800th guest yeah. here in the studio earlier this year. We drank champagne. Yeah. And toasted I heard. that. Remember that? I saw it was a toga party. A lot of crazy. fun. Crazy that was, stuff happened. Weird stuff. I Talk about want... making cheese. Uh, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know. Yeah, no. <laughs> it is your dad. He's a good man. He's a good man. So he's involved in the business? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he would call himself a silent, silent, silent partner. Okay. But he's definitely, he's helped me out. It's almost hard to imagine. <laughs> it is, actually. Yeah, it is. But just kidding. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to your to your question, which was totally blanked on it. I was just saying how I can see that the technical and the talented people sit and wait for the phone to ring, and oh. unless you're ringing the phone, they're right. they're waiting for their next job. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, they have to hustle a lot of them. But yeah. again, it, having this network of multiple people means that you know if they're doing jobs, there's still other talented people whom whom I curate and whom you know it, it is really a self selecting network. So. There is nobody that can become a fair trade film team member that the other team members don't pretty much unanimously agree is, okay. is worth the time because it's collective. It's, I was going to say, it sounds like a collective. Yeah, it is yeah. because it's a reflection because anything that becomes a fair trade film production reflects on anybody who's right. part of fair trade. Right. So they have their say in it. So it's self selecting in that, right? Uh-huh. Which happens all the time. You know, I mean, we, our blogs and everything. I mean, you yourself, you are sort of a. You know, an, an aggregate of all this talent that you select, and, yes. and you're an access point to that talent. I as well. try to be. Yeah. So when somebody walks in to do a video project and they're ca- carrying a digital uh, DSLR, mm-hmm. should I be worried about that? I mean, no. Are you saying that you can do as good a video in a DSLR as you can in a in a high, and not a high end, but a, a nice digital video camera that was made for that? What well, are you saying to me? 
Well, you know, again, there's multiple levels of DSLR cameras. Okay. You know, so but it's still a DSLR camera, isn't there's it? Some, there's some, I mean, some DSLRs are like 5, 6, 7, 10, 12 grand. So, okay. I mean, there are some so don't judge high. it by its packaging. You'll see, I guarantee you, probably a huge portion, and this is more of an, an observational statistic, of the videos you'll see online were made with DSLRs. Really? Some, some really good ones. Yeah, then sort of the next level you get to is... What you know, people would call like the Reds, which are like the Epics and the Scarlets, which are like twenty five, fifty thousand dollar cameras. Yeah. And then you know, there's you know a few ones even above that. But again, that's like Hollywood. Uh huh. That's big time. But we have access to those to those cameras as well. Would people need that in a middle market video shoot? Would they need a Orange County based? They're Red, right? Reds an Orange County based yeah. company. Would you Would you need it? Not necessarily. Again, it all just depends on the framework. You okay. know, I could cert. You know, wh- again, here's where the authentic part comes in right i could certainly sell you the need okay for having the most epic quality camera right. for your shooting cats video right you know because you want your cats to who be doesn't crystal love clear. cats yeah exactly yeah, you right. want your cats, cats to be crystal clear hd for your your kitty litter company right the reality is it, that in that particular instance is not going to make a lick of difference no pun intended. <laughs> i didn't mean for that to happen erase that erase that <laughs> but okay. uh, but in some cases yeah if you want to really if you have a new product launch that you think is going to be one of the most important products you've ever launched and you want to reach the largest audience you've ever reached or never have reached before, yeah, it would make a difference because you're now you're now playing on a really big stage and reflecting that quality and so, you know, people are going to already, you know, it's like walk it's like walking the talk. Right. Right. That's all it is. Is it's you're stepping the plate up a little bit prematurely but you know, you're basically making that little extra effort and money to say, this is where we're going to be, and this is what I want the world to perceive us as. And that's when you want to bring in those types of cameras. So if someone wants to find your firm online, mm-hmm. how do they do that? Uh, Fairtradefilm.co co, um, is the website. Um, they can also email me at chris at fairtradefilm.co. And, you know, we're accessible those two ways. Or do I, do I, my, does my number go out? Do people want my number? I don't know. Place? Do you want to put your number uh, out there? Uh, yeah, how many crazies you got out there? I don't know. Quite, well, not as many as in the studio. <laughs> I'm sure. we got some. Um, I'm, I'm sure if, okay. if, you know, if people want the numbers, I'll be able to find yeah. them. But that's, those are the website, best right? Your yeah. number's on your website. Websites yeah. are all there. Yeah. Go that's for the website. Information. Are there. there videos on your website? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we have uh, uh, some of our work we've done as Fairtrade, but also just a showcase of the other work that these people have done right. that I think is really great. I think that's it's powerful proof statement yeah. of the quality of the work if you yeah. can see it and I you go well that's pretty good video yeah, yeah. hire these guys yeah. right yeah. yeah don't listen to me at all just watch the video yeah video. and then just yeah the we should have done this at the beginning and people could have saved 40 oh, minutes we just <laughs> we just wasted yeah we wasted all of our lives no, yeah we had a good time we'll never get that 40 minutes that's back. okay it's right. okay great water all right well i want to thank you for being a friend of <laughs> the program appreciate nice it. to have you here it's been fun i appreciate you staying a little bit longer we had an issue with our second guest if you were listening to the show today to expecting to hear our second guest, Tony Capullo. Unfortunately, we were unable to connect with him, but we will work hard. Crystal, our producer, will work with Tony and his agency to get him back on the radio show at some point in the future. I'd like to thank our engineer for today and the voice in the room, Paul Roberts. Crystal Nunley, as I just mentioned, is our producer. Asia Celestino does our marketing strategy and our live events. Melissa Pathani does our social media. And as I said, Rose Chamora handles all of our advertising requests. I'm Rick Franzi, your host. I'd like to thank our advertisers for supporting the program. And until the next time we have a chance to speak, here's hoping that all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. 
You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 